Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with my favorite hat-wearing, Elisa Woods. She's wearing (laughs) that awesome Dodgers cap again, that cheetah print Dodgers cap. I'm wearing it because I don't know when the last time I showered was. (laughs) You didn't have to tell everybody that. Listen, (laughs) y'all. You chose to tell everybody. Yeah. I was trying to compliment you. (laughs) Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Whoa. Bust your booty. Yeah. Yeah. Easter's coming up. That's right. You have a few things to get out the door, do you? <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. I'm excited yeah. to pick it up. Heck yeah. Jared's here too. He still has his mustache. He does not have a <laughs> microphone tonight. So if he has something to say, he's just going to have to yell it. We offered to give him the microphone. Yeah. He's well, just not into it. He's going to feel bad at the end when we talk about the NBA. I'm going to feel bad because I'm not going to have anything to say. (laughs) Just Josh and yeah. This is, uh, you know, for Valentine's Day, we did our raves episode minus Mm -hmm. the rants. Tonight, we're doing the opposite. We're pissed. We're pissed. (laughs) This is our rants episode. (laughs) But first, before we get into why we're so angry, our podcast is always sponsored by the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Do it. And we got to do something really cool related to the Ivy College of Business last week. Uh, Last Wednesday, Lisa and I got to speak with a club. Um, It was the Collegiate Women in Business, which is a a club through the Ivy College, um, to encourage and empower women in business. And how many people were on the Zoom call? I mean, I didn't even, I didn't swipe to see if there was another page. There were three pages. So I think it was like 60-some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Easily. If not more. It was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. We got done. Well, they asked some awesome. We just kind of talked about, you know, our journey and how we started the podcast and what we've experienced both in our professional careers, our careers as moms and doing this as a side gig. And at the end, they asked some awesome questions yeah. and we were fired up. Uh, Elisa texted me afterwards and said she was ready to run through a wall. I called her crying. It was really great. <laughs> it's true. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. It was just a very on point experience for it both was. of us. Very on point. It was. Course, but it was awesome. So thank you to that group of women for having us. I I hope they invite us back next year. Me too. The entire podcast network is fueled by Cody Road and the other great spirits made by the Mississippi River Distilling Company in LeClaire. And our friend Ryan sent us some goodies. Um, I posted last week, it was a a picture of my, I I don't know, I said something early in the morning about the women's basketball game. And he sent us... uh, a coffee mug. What does it say on it? It's there's, like, this may or may not be. There's a chance be. there's not coffee yeah. in there. So he sent us that with a bottle of each of the I Wish Cream. So we're especially grateful to Ryan and the team over there. They're so much fun, and they're great supporters of all of us, and we're going to keep supporting them. Definitely. And it sounds like there's a Cyclone Fanatic event being planned for the later in the summer over in Eastern Iowa. <gasps> so get your shots, Gasp. and we'll be there. Heck yeah. And we need to honor our um, Cyclone Fanatic patron of the week. It's Mike Randleman. Jared? You know Mike? Dude. Jared knows Mike. Uh, Mike was raised as an Iowa fan, but he toured the Iowa State campus in high school and fell in love like so many of us did. He graduated in 2016, and he met our own Jer Bear in journalism school, and they eventually became roommates. Jared's saying a bunch of really nice things about him right now, but he doesn't have a mic, so you can't hear it. That's right. <laughs> is he a nice guy? Is Mike a good guy? Mike is a great guy. Okay. According to Jared, Mike's a good guy, so that we'll, we'll take that for what it's <laughs> worth. Um, again, just a really good time to sign up to be a patron if you you want to we're getting so many good nuggets with all the basketball news that's constantly it's an ever-changing situation chris is constantly sending those emails out and we did a town hall last week over the lunch hour which was really fun so as always if you're interested check it out on the webpage and go from there it's worth it all right it's time <laughs> i feel like we should just start with the iowa state women's basketball game against okay. A&M. okay do it all right look 
This game, it's we're recording Monday night. Oh, let's check the Baylor score really quick. Okay, there's 19 seconds left as we record in the Baylor UConn game, and UConn's up three. Mm. So if this goes down the wrong way, I'm going to have another rant to talk about. <laughs> uh, but the Iowa State game against AM happened, you know, almost a week ago. We've all discussed the terrible officiating, and yes, we're going to do it again because it's a Title Nine podcast, and this is what we do. Yes. I will just say it was one of the most strangely officiated games I've ever watched, and I've watched a lot of poorly officiated games. <laughs> We, as we all have. Yes. Look, the end of regulation, that jump ball with Donarski, I will never forget that. Yeah. <clears throat> you have to have your hands on the ball for it to be a jump ball. One. Two, she was fouled. She was. And then she probably had a flagrant one, which I know I listened to Brent and Chris on their Sunday night pod, and they agreed. That yeah. was probably a flagrant foul that she committed. It was yeah. just a completely botched scenario. Right. And then you have the inbounds play under the hoop with the, you know, as time ran out where Jones tried to go up. She was fouled at least once. I think there was one clean block, but then she gets hacked. And then yeah. we have to do the Zapruder film breakdown of whether it went off her fingertips and figure out, you know, whose ball it was. It just took so damn long. And it did. they intend it's like they decided they were gonna not officiate the game, but by not officiating the game they were completely immersed in the game. Right. I just it was so bizarre. Well you start to play a certain way because the game has been called that That's way the exactly entire right. time. And so you're either aggressive or not aggressive in certain situations and in those situations like Ashley was throwing her body in because they'd been calling that under the, they've been calling every single play yes every single play they had been calling and then and all of a sudden just you're gonna swallow your whistle I was so frustrated and you know what look we committed more than 20 turnovers so I understand you can't just blame the officiating but I also it. like 20 turnovers were those actually turnovers or were they uncalled fouls I agree with that too and because of exactly what you said you play the game a certain way and it just it was sloppy at some points because it was rough you know they let them play at certain points they didn't let them play as I don't it was just bizarre yeah and what made me even angrier was that it came off of a bad officiating ending in AM's game prior uh, with Troy yeah and so it was just like this series of really frustrating moments where it was an otherwise in completely entertaining basketball game yeah <sighs> <laughs> And I'm going to go, I'm going to, I've said this a million times and I'm going to go to my grave saying it. If a review takes more than 30 seconds, it's not, you can't overturn it. Right. Like, why is this so hard? Right. And we're all sick of it. We're all sick of just sitting there and watching them watch the damn screen. Right. We're done. And I think that the timer person should be figuring out the time At, while, while they're, they're figuring. Doing it. Yeah. Right. Let's multitask. Yeah. Let's put a woman on the timer job and watch <laughs> her multitask. Almighty. Uh, I w the bright spot of the game, Ashley Jones had 32 points and 18 rebounds. Uh, the rebounds was the most by any Cyclone in the NCAA tourney, and that was came off you know her 33 performance, 33 point performance against Michigan State. So she just she was incredible. Morgan Kane was incredible. I think we got to give her all the shout, shout outs in the world. Yeah, and that game was the second most watched game in the round of 32. Was it really? Yeah. That's awesome. I know. It's also incredibly frustrating. I know. But, but there's a lot of eyes on Iowa State and nowhere to go but up. Yeah, and, and in terms of the a lot of eyes on women's basketball, we're going to talk about that in a second, but it's it's really good to see. Um, the future's bright for Iowa State women's oh, basketball. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I think, you know, it's easy to be frustrated, and I think we're all sick afterwards, but um, this is a this is a group of a core group of ladies that we're going to be seeing in these situations in the years to come. Yeah, and I have, hard, I have a hard time because I wish – bad things on the other team 
and it it's not their fault it was the the ref's fault but I was very angry and I just had to be quiet you had to walk away yeah I had to walk away uh I was it was I'm sure you saw my tweet after the game uh Nixon was I was so mad at her throughout the end of the game she played so well I'm mad at her because she played so well but then she has that incredibly emotional I turned it off I can't listen but it was it was you know it was it was just like my teammates are there from they trusted me and it was heartfelt and and kind and very I don't know it was a it was a good interview and Corey was sitting there watching and I look over and Corey has tears in her because she's watching someone cry and I was just like you know this is cool to cool for them to see even though it came at Iowa State's expense but see I can't I you were just too I don't pissed. have yeah I don't have that empathy afterwards for <laughs> the other team I think if I had not seen her tear up I wouldn't have had yeah. either but she just gets the double middle finger from me <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> okay speaking of uh the NCAA women's basketball tournament do you just want to go down this route go for it all right uh <laughs> the set of weights all right look we that set of weights costs like Buck See, I don't think it cost anything because I was, I think it was already in the damn hotel. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All right. We've, we've talked, you've all heard us, you know, yes. you've, we've talked about it. We've tweeted about it. I was on uh second fanatic radio with Jared talking about it last week, Andrew Downs and Chris talked about it. Chris talked about it with Ross, but we're going to talk about it again because it's important enough to speak about it again. And the reality is, as coach Campbell would say, it's really not about the damn weight room. Yeah. Okay. The weight room is a representation of a much larger problem. And that problem, of course, being the equities and treatment despite the equal quality of the product we're talking about and while we're talking about that I think there's a very solid argument to be made that the product the women's basketball product especially this weekend was better than the men's yeah the women's basketball games this weekend were wildly more entertaining than than the men's games so okay let's just let's just assume for a second that the product is is equal but we're getting different treatment yes as georgia tech women's basketball coach nell fortner said these disparities are just a snapshot of a larger more pervasive issue when it comes to women's sports in the ncaa okay so that's what elisa and i were talking about we're not talking about i mean we are using the weight room as an example but it's not about this the weight room specifically yeah okay before anybody comes at us, I think we can also agree that generally speaking, women's sports draw less viewers and bring in less money. I'm not talking always, just generally speaking, okay? So that's like the premise we're basing all of this on. Why that's the case is another rant that I'm gonna go on in a minute. <laughs> and I think there's also a discussion about how big that financial disparity actually is because I think we're being lied to about how much less women bring in. But again, that's another rant for another yeah. second. <clears throat> and I don't know if you saw the Washington Post over the weekend put out an article in response to Mark Emmert saying the women's tournament makes less money. And uh, we'll talk about, again, we'll talk about it, but the Washington Post hired a, a money guy that said, you know, I don't think that's quite as yeah. bad yeah. as you say. Here's the thing. Coming from somebody who studied this in college, the football team floats even the men's basketball team probably even at it's Iowa not State. Just, yeah, it, it, it's beyond Unless you're, sports. I mean, one of, like, Duke, I mean, Kentucky, unless you're one of those only basketball schools, your football team is floating, yeah. even your men's basketball team. Like, yes. I hate to tell you this, but no. Loyola, football team is carrying no matter where you're at Drake the football team is probably still carrying the men's basketball team 
Yeah, I mean, it's not just women. Women are not the right. sole problem. I agree. Right. I agree completely with this. But we'll just give everybody the benefit of the doubt and start with the premise that the women's sports are generating less money, generally speaking, than the men's, okay? So obviously the response to us saying the tournaments need to be equal is, well, the women, women shouldn't get as much money put into their tournament because they generate less money. Okay. Let's roll. Let's again. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt with that. I'll say, fine. You don't need to put as much money in the women's tournament as the men's, but certain things need to be equal. Yes. Okay. And one of those mean one of those things is the training facilities. These are all Division One athletes, men or women. I don't care. They're all Division One athletes. And if you're going to give the men a facility to train in and work out in, you need to create equitable facilities for the women. Yes. That's something that cannot be inequitable. And when I say equal and, and equitable, I'm not talking about the men get six racks, so the women get six racks. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying something comparable from men to women. What you saw a couple weekends ago with this gorgeous weight room for the men versus the hotel weight rack, that is the example of what not to do right and if you don't want to put if the ncaa says we're not going to put the women in the same level of swank hotel as the men because they don't bring in as much money i am completely fine with that okay but it's just certain things like the food that you're feeding these student athletes the the facilities they get the kind of testing they're getting those things as student athletes need to be equal and right. i just think there is absolutely no excuse for that so i think that in that in that um scenario it would be as if you were telling the women that they had to sleep on the bus instead of staying at a hotel I like that's what that's like it, and it's like is it the chicken or the egg is is there a disparity because you are not giving women the the resources or is it it, you know because they aren't as good we don't know because you haven't been giving the women the resources to allow them to compare I mean I think about like so think about a brand new NFL team that would come in how much money is a brand new NFL team bringing in zero zero dollars and zero cents unless you until you can get sponsorships until you can get butts and seats so what are you doing you're building a massive stadium throwing tons of money into it you can't make any money off of an nfl team until you have a stadium for them to play in so you're building building a stadium for them you're can't have anybody go out there and play without putting a uniform on them you're pouring so much money into them because of what the potential earning is and i think that the potential earning of women athletes and of the women's collegiate teams is so disrespected i read something that said that so the four four of the top five most followed athletes in the elite eight are women so if you, mean you social media on wise? social media yes i read this too. yeah so their earning potential and this goes into something that we were going to talk about later but the their earning potential for name image likeness is absurd like it's so much higher and you say oh well they're probably not going to do like a car commercial they're probably not going to do this or that commercial like caitlin clark they were talking about this in murph and andy like caitlin and clark is probably shortly after like maybe a couple isu football players in terms of in terms of name image likeness how much money she could get like she she's a household name and she's a yes, local household name. name that's that's yeah. the phrase i was looking yeah. for so i mean it's not unheard of for like for people who have more than like a hundred thousand followers to earn seven to nine hundred per photo and over five hundred thousand photos they can get two thousand followers to, to yeah 
two yeah. five hundred thousand followers they can get two to three thousand dollars per sponsored photo yeah posted yeah. and that could be even higher if someone can see how directly they could make money so if it is if it's just an influencer and they're in, they're throwing out you know stuff worldwide yeah maybe they can bring two or three thousand i think that the income potential could be even higher if it is somebody with uh, a more localized um Influence, Right. So these female athletes, these female basketball players have a very localized sports influence. And I think, I think that they could be earning more than $3,000 per post if they, when they can benefit off of their name image likeness and four of the top five in the elite eight are women. Like women have harnessed the capabilities of earning power on social media tenfold to men so this is uh, i'm struggling with i have so many thoughts right now of which direction to go because i i want to talk about this at outside of the ncaa yeah so i'm going to do that in a second and i say first we finish with the ncaa and then we hop on to that yeah okay so i to piggyback off of exactly what you just said Okay, for the NCAA, there is this opportunity to <laughs> truly take advantage. And I mean that both in a, in a non-negative way and actually the negative way. To yeah. take advantage of these student athletes, these female student athletes who are completely just knocking it out of the park on social media. Yeah. So it's, if it's actually true that you're losing money on the women's basketball tournament, which again, I, I question how much they're losing, use your resources to harness these social media powers and start getting views start putting eyeballs on these women and I'm not even talking about like spend money on them I'm talking about just get retweet them on Twitter yep or put their insta story on your insta story NCAA like this yeah. stuff is not hard <laughs> basic social media and so if you start doing this and you start drawing attention you're drawing viewers and we all know that viewers equal money so mm -hmm. it was just this completely squandered opportunity for the NCAA especially this year when um, you know we've all been dying for this tournament we missed out last year and we have it and there's these big name stars yeah now I think they finally took a little bit advantage of this with the page um, and Caitlin matchup which again we'll talk about in a, in a little bit but it, it just seemed to me like you know you're throwing these uh, decals on the courts that don't even say March Madness right and you're doing this hashtag that's not not March Madness it's a hashtag NCAAW and I understand if you want to differentiate them yeah but use March Madness you have it for a reason yeah Oh, and I just, I just, it goes back to my final problem with the NCAA right now is why is this so hard? Yeah. Anybody who has half a brain could have told you the optics of this are going to be, sorry to say it, shit. Yeah. Like they're shit optics. Yeah. So aside from whether you actually believe that things need to be equitable, equitable or not, it looks really bad. Yep. And it comes down to who is in the room and more importantly, who is not in the room. And yeah. I think we all know the answer to that. Yeah. And it, it's communication, you know, because initially when this whole weight room story came out, we heard conflicting stories about, well, did the women actually ask for the weight room or did they not ask for the weight room? And, and you know what was requested what was not requested i don't care yeah if if the men have a damn weight room you need to know that the women should too otherwise it's gonna get out and it's gonna look bad like right. it is just it comes down to just being stupid and incompetent and yeah. i'm so over it yeah and i mean i know what it's like to plan a ncaa tournament yes like, i know exactly like what it's like row seat. i was literally there and it's like there are so many things that you have to think of and those things aren't 
like you think of everything and and, and how are you not ha- like you know you have the menstrual they're going on at the same time yeah. and i understand they're not in the same location i understand you have you know a, a, a side that's dealing with the women and you have a side that's dealing with the men but still, they're this, they're parallel. Yeah. I mean, they have the same format. Yeah. You're using the same bubble idea. Someone throw up a whiteboard and yeah. put, you know, everything that the men have and everything that the women have and make sure they overlap. Yeah. And I mean, like when we had it, a bunch of our <clears throat> like higher ups went to, I think they went to like Omaha. They went to yes, other locations to, to see what they were doing. Right. Took notes. Yes. And all of the other locations talked to each other yes. about what's going on. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. How, it's, it's not. Here's the thing. You know, all of the events people who got laid off last summer. Women? I can I can think of yeah I can think of a lot of women who you could hire NCAA women and I I I keep intending to look at the hierarchy of the NCAA to see you know um how many women there are how many but I, frankly I don't I don't care yeah. because whoever it was men or women they dropped yeah. the ball no I did see one statement come out from a woman who she, was like she's like the president of the women's side or something yeah. yeah and she said like this is on me I played I like I know that this is wrong and I just let it happen so Okay, cool. Yeah, well, Mark Emmer is, right. yeah, that's true, but Mark Emmer is the overarching, I mean, like, he has completely dropped the ball on this and let it let it fall on his staff, and yeah. I'm sick, I'm done with him. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure the Baylor women won. Jared, they lost. Mm. Oh, Jared <sighs> has big eyes. What's well, that mean? Was it controversial? <gasps> controversial. Okay, we're going to we're gonna take a break really quick, and Jared's okay. going to fill us in, and then we'll go on our rant about... Uh, the growth of the game and, and how to c- continue the growth of the game. So many rants. So, but this is the rants episode, baby. It is. All right. We're also brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cycle and gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic. Be, be authentic. authentic. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. We got a recap of the ending of the Baylor UConn <laughs> game, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say that was not a foul. Hashtag never Baylor. <laughs> not Hashtag a foul. Baylor is the worst. Kim, we'll see you next year. <laughs> Hashtag suck it. Oh. <laughs> what? You should. Okay, this was Mike Williams' tweet. Okay, oh. wait, I saw it. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay, Mike Williams, the uh, obviously famous father of our friend Chris Williams. <laughs> Well, I'm pulling it up right now. Hey, Kim, now you know how Iowa State felt after getting screwed with no calls to lose a game. Have a safe trip home. Just remember, <laughs> we beat you earlier this year, and we're not going away soon. God bless you, Mike Williams. <laughs> I love it. We, we all love you. Tell her. Tell her. Hold on. Uh, Nora's yelling at me right now. I brought my kids again. Nora, will you whisper okay? Okay. Well, oh, but Cor- she's so cute. Can Corey take you, please? We're just learn- we just figured out how to potty train. You got it, girl. <laughs> Oh, other oh, <laughs> wrong side. Jared. So, Uncle okay, Jared. Okay, so here's the deal. I think I told you, like, she just did not want to potty train, and then overnight just did yeah. it, and she's all in. So, Good. Hey, Corey, will you go with her? Okay, this is the perils of being a mom, and... Okay, good. She doesn't want her to. This is going to only end well. This is going to be like when Elisa pees her pants when she's laughing. <laughs> Listen. Uh, in 20 years, when Nora listens back to this episode, she's going to be really embarrassed, and I'm here for it. 
Mm. Okay, so back to the growth of the game, women's basketball. Yes. Okay, you t- you mentioned this, and I actually wrote this down. It, we I think we have a serious chicken or the egg problem. Yeah. You know, people say women's game has less viewers because there's not a mu- as much marketing, media attention, buzz. But then the flip side of that is the women's game has less marketing, media attention, and buzz because it has less viewers. And I think we all agree that that's the problem. Right. But I also think that's kind of a lazy just assumption, and it's because of exactly what you said. There is an audience for this, and I read um, that Washington Post article I read uh, mentioned that the championship game in 2019, so our last tournament championship game, had more than three and a half million viewers, with a peak of more than five and a half million viewers in the closing minutes of the. It was at one point it was Baylor actually uh, over Notre Dame, if you remember. It seems like years ago. Yeah. Uh, when they had the one point victory over Notre Dame. Okay, so they compared it to that's comparable to a Wimbledon men's final. It's comparable to game one of the 2019 NLDS series between the Nationals and the Dodgers. And it's also comparable to LeBron's debut with the Lakers. Okay. And it's a lot more people who are than who are going to watch the men's soccer team play in the Olympics. Ooh. <laughs> Did you guys get that joke? Because Infinite. they didn't qualify. They didn't qualify. Come on, y'all. So my point is, (laughs) as a result of these viewers, big advertisers are willing to sign on to the women's tournament. And in fact, they did this year. There were 77 big name advertisers and you've seen them all. You know, you've got your Sonic, your Colgate, your AT&T, your T-Mobile, like all of them. Everyone you can think of is signed on. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's really not a lack of viewers. It's not a lack of advertising dollars. So what is it? Well, I think this weekend we saw a major problem and that is just the coverage of it. And the reason I say that is because how much buzz did we see for the women's games this weekend, for particularly that matchup with Caitlin and Paige? Yeah. It was all over. And they talked about it. it, They talked about it during the men's tournament. Mm -hmm. We had all of these big name athletes tweeting about it. Yep. And I saw a tweet that basically said, you know, look what happens when the mainstream media picks up on something we get force fed a certain narrative about the men's game yeah. and about the women's game being a lesser quality product or not as exciting. And so people believe it and I'm not blaming people. It's just after you hear something a certain amount of times, you, you start, it's just inherent in you. No. Yeah. But we saw it and we saw all of these people flocking to watch this matchup and guys, it was awesome. It was yeah. exactly, it was ex- exactly as advertised. It was great. And then I don't know if you saw Draymond Green tweeting. Of course. He's Dude. such a supporter. The entire NBA is such... No. He wasn't? No. <gasps> Draymond. Okay. I, I In think the past, he has I been. Know, I know. I, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. I think he was trying. Okay. I think he was trying. I need to try and sit down then. But what he said... What, I'm putting words in his mouth a little bit. Okay. <laughs> but he said... Basically, the women's game is not growing because we don't have, like, the narratives of how the players got to where they are. That we're not telling the stories of the players. And I'll t- I actually have his tweet he s- here. It says you... Um Okay, so he says that, and then he says, you can tell the stories, but you have to, you have to keep, it says, it falls on deaf ears because y'all keep saying, pay me more, with no way to drive the net revenue. Well, Draymond, there's a reason they're saying, pay me more. <laughs> right. It's an entirely different issue. Right. You can't conflate those two because they're separate. Right. But it, it started out with him saying, you have to tell the stories of, you know, the background stories. You have to give people a way to invest in the women's game. All right, so... My problem with this is there's a couple of problems. Maria Taylor said it out very eloquently. She said, let's be careful not to place the responsibility to fix the problem of a patriarchal society's apathetic view of women 
uh, in sports on women. Yeah. Just like we shouldn't play, we shouldn't uh, charge people of color with fixing the issues associated with racism. But certainly appreciate you watching and wanting to search for solutions. Yeah. I think that the in the and I'm not gonna, I'm clearly not going to give him any excuses. But I think that the viewpoint that Draymond comes from is that he was not. I don't know that he was he even drafted. He was drafted very late. I don't know if Jared's listening. When was Draymond Green drafted? In the second round. Oh. Much later than than the other superstars. Second round is what Jared said, like much later than a lot of the superstars. And so he comes from a place of, I had to work harder to get the paycheck. Totally get it. Totally get that. But it's not, they're not not working harder. Well, and that's a perfect segue because then Megan Rapinoe, who we all know I love, but she went off because she's been, her and Sue Bird have intentionally this, these past couple of weeks been tweeting about the women's tournament. I mean, it's a very intentional effort, but she said, respectfully, do you really think we haven't been out here asking for more investment, more resources, more storytelling, more branding, more marketing dollars, more youth investment, more investment coaches, more TV time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to infinity. But she said, and then she went on to say, but do you know who largely are the gatekeepers to that money, investment, resources, capital? Men. Do you know who men listen to? Other men. Yeah. Just like fights all around other social issues, change cannot be made if the only people who care about the change enough are the ones who are suffering the most from it. And that is the problem. Yes. That's the problem. And I just... I, I, you are absolutely right. I think the NBA has taken this incredible position of trying to lift up women and to be visible and, and vocal about trying to lift up women. And I have appreciated it so much, especially this past year, but it was, it was just, it's comments like that, that make me think you're not, you're not really thinking about, you know, you're just kind of like flying off the handle here. And Honestly, Draymond better keep Kobe's name out of his mouth. I'm just going to say that right now. Just in general, do not take the name of Kobe in vain, That's fair. sir. I agree with that. Because you sir. don't deserve it. Sir. Because you are not... You are not on the same page as Kobe. You are not adding to his legacy. You are a hater. And haters going to hate. Hate. Haters going to hate, hate. 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 Anyway, I just... You know, it, it is a chicken or the egg problem. I just think assuming that just being okay with with oh it's a chicken or the egg problem without digging in a little deeper and saying well wait a second we saw this grow this weekend why i think it's lazy and i think we need we all need to do a better job of of taking a look at that yeah and what we don't need is that subway commercial that he's in because he is a horrible actor all right i can agree with that did you see the carmax commercial oh loved it if you haven't seen it check it out it's um it's Subert and who wait who's the male are you no i'm not no no no, i I just forgot like i i actually genuinely can't remember it's steph curry okay i couldn't remember if it was steph curry i I am not trying to be disrespectful i i couldn't remember if it was patrick mahomes or steph i need there's a patrick mahomes commercial with paul rudd and that's you know where my mind goes guys Y'all, <clears throat> it is not. I I can identify Steph Curry. It has nothing okay. to do with whether I can identify Steph Curry. I just can't remember which male superstar it was. Okay. Gosh. Well. <clears throat> speaking of rants. Okay, can I rant about Baylor real quick? Baylor women's Go basketball. Go for it. It's just something I noticed uh, in their game against. Well, uh, so let me stop for a second. Are we done with the tournament part of it? Sure. I just wanted to mention that we had over forty-five entrants into our yeah. Um, NCAA women's bracket challenge, none of which were Jared. Um, none of which were Jared. None of which were Jared. Jared did not participate. <laughs> Jared, oh, BFF of the pod. I know. Participate. And there's a three-way tie between O'Brien, 
Oh, do you want to know who O'Brien is? Who? He's my high school sweetheart, Quinn. Oh. <laughs> He's a great guy. Hey, Quinn. <laughs> Sup. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, Sup. hey. <laughs> As Sean would say. Sup. Sup. Um, Kane's bracket. And Cherokee CP, who I think messaged, uh, tweeted okay. at us, possibly. I might right. be off. I may be off. I may be off. But um, we shall see which of those. Um, it's heating up. Yeah. I can't see either one of us. So. You mean because your eyes are bad or because we're bad? Because <laughs> I think we're bad. Oh, no. We're both. We're tied at 26th. All right. Cool. It's not in the. What did you say? In the <laughs> cellar? Or something? Shut up, Jared. You don't get it. How many points does the leader have? Yeah. More than you because you didn't enter. <laughs> How many points do you have in our bracket challenge? Zero because you didn't enter, oh, sir. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Well, I'm wondering how many you have. 850. You don't have 850. Oh, yeah. The, the leader has 850. I was looking at the uh, Sweet 16, which is too sick. Yeah, the leader has... The three top leaders have 850. Who do you have winning it? Stanford. I do, okay. too. Somebody else has Stanford winning it. Okay. All right. To, to end my portion of the rants, I'm just going to rant for two seconds about the Baylor Lady Bears. Oh, Look. I have so many more rants. Well, okay. That, I, can, okay I can quick fire them when you're done. Okay. So I, I just, this has been something that's been buggering me for years, and it just came to a head against the Michigan game. They just, Kim Mulkey and her, in the, you know, it, it's just a different culture and style in terms of barking at the official. You know, I'm so used to watching our Iowa State women be respectful and never throw their hands in the air. Yep. Even when they're super frustrated, they don't take it out on the official. Even Coach Fenley, who for years would be like right out on the court in their faces, has taken a step back from yeah. that. And then you have Coach Mulkey, who is constantly in there ear you have the players who are constantly in the ears of the officials and you know what? you it works yeah and that's what pisses me off yeah because she gets calls that she shouldn't get as a result of that and i'm not i'm not even necessarily criticizing the officials because they're human you know yeah. if you have someone in your ear the whole game eventually you're going to be like whatever you get this one mm-hmm. and i just can't stand it yeah everybody knows how i feel i just had to get that out thank you <laughs> Man, this has been therapeutic. Your turn. Go. Okay, so these aren't rants, but I just want to mention that the number 33 Iowa State tennis team, women's yes. tennis team, um, beat number 44 Kansas 4-1 to one for its 17th straight home win. Which is incredible. Which is awesome. In its fourth straight Big 12 conference victory. Um, and the gymnastics, their regionals start on Friday at 1. So check out their Twitter and make sure or, – yeah, their Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Make sure I got my social medias mixed up. Make sure not to miss that. The, uh, the softball team kind of got uh, had run a run out of the. Yeah, look, it, when you give up twenty-two runs, oof. I was like, la la. Um, Oklahoma is number one in the nation, so we got to keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they ran with them for the first game, so. And Sammy Williams is now our all-time hit leader. Nice. So, she's the goat. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, oh, she's yeah. got. She by the time she's done this season, she's gonna have virtually every you know hitting record heck so. yeah i yeah. love it all right so here are the things that bother me when i <laughs> now that we've talked about something happy <laughs> let's go back to yeah. what sucks so um daylight saving oh. happened and i hate it when people call it daylight saving i hate it i don't mind it when they call it daylight saving but i hate it when they correct you when you say daylight savings because it's like what is the correct version daylight saving 
Oh, I say savings. Oh, I know. Everyone who doesn't does. doesn't say that? Who doesn't say that? Everyone who called in to Channel 13 when I worked there the day after Daylight Savings. Oh, come on. Right, right. No, we would we would get so many calls if somebody accidentally said savings. It's not savings. I didn't know that. Oh, my I was today gosh. years old when I figured yeah. it out. And you'll hear Andy Fails very specifically, like when you're listening to Murph and Andy, you'll hear him very specifically say Daylight Saving. Everyone in news has been trained. Because they get those stupid yes. calls. It drives me crazy. I like that one. Um, the water at other people's house, it's never as good. Okay. People feel very strongly about the water they grew oh, up with, yeah. especially. I've never necessarily noticed, but but then when I actually pay attention to it, there is a difference. Yeah. I get it. Oh, yeah. Big difference. And <laughs> I don't, I do not think, I think that bottled water is so purified that it does not <laughs> provide any nutritional value. Especially and for it, your teeth, right? Isn't that the... Yes, but I do not think that it quenches thirst. Oh, Zac Efron told me oh, well, that it does God not. God bless Zac Efron. If he told you, I believe <laughs> but it. But I've noticed that it doesn't okay, quench well, my you thirst. Just, you probably just ruined bottled know, water for me. I know. I, I'm sorry. Okay. So do you, when you notice it doesn't taste the same at people's houses, does it bother you or you just notice? I like, just notice. Okay, I'm the same I way. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> Your pipes are better. My pipes are better. Um, okay, so in Chopped, the desserts never have enough time to make a dessert. It has to be something that isn't really baked, and that drives me crazy. Like, give them a little extra time. <clears throat> you know what drives me crazy? Frogs Ooh, in the throat. Heck yeah. Um, and it's like, I understand that it's a, a quick fire thing, but if something literally needs to be baked, like this scientific, and there needs to be a, a scientific reaction, a chemical reaction reaction that happens to create a dessert can you give them a little bit more time i just think that we would end up and maybe a second ice cream machine and a second fryer but what is who's the the host of chopped? oh ted i don't know i don't know chopped what am i thinking of? i'm thinking of gordon ramsay hell's kitchen or whatever you don't know chopped I know Chopped. I don't think okay. I've ever watched an episode. But okay. I agree with you. I support this rant. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I just have Pfizer written down here. <laughs> like Marcus? Yeah. I don't know why. He really wants to be on TJ's staff. And or it's, just a, an Iowa State yeah. staff. And I mean, I would be fine with it. He's been coaching. He's been, what's that three-on-three uh, three oh, that the, he coaches? That, Jared, Pfizer coaches the... The tournament every year? Yeah. The basketball tournament? I can't think what it's What's called. What's it called? TBT. Oh, TBT. So he's been coaching that, so he at least has some experience, but it's you know, just, a, it's a little uncomfortable. Awkward. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Um, I appreciate his vigor. Yeah. Let's just put yeah, it that yeah. way. No, I like him. I just feel, <laughs> um, when people say interesting oh. instead of interesting, interesting. How do you say it? Interesting. Shoot. I don't know how I, I say know. it. Do you say aunt or aunt? Because now I, aunt. I don't know what I say now, saying oh. it out loud. You don't know if you say aunt or aunt? Okay. Aunt. I say aunt. <laughs> At first I, I thought you meant like, do I say interesting or interesting? It's <laughs> <laughs> like clearly. Interesting. Um, interesting. I hate it when people back into the parking spot. And this is something that's bothered me for a long time. Like you get to eventually back out when you leave. Why must it be at the beginning? What about at sporting events when you want to back in so that you can get out quicker? Quicker. I understand that. Okay. But at the grocery store? No. No. How do you feel about those back in only spaces downtown? I don't mind those. Oh, 
So it's just a, it's just when it's your choice. You're not into that. When there's it's no, when, real- it's when if everyone has to do it, yes. But if it's a choice, <laughs> can you just wait until I'm fine? Like with you're that. gonna stop traffic so I've, you can back into so a spot. So far, I've supported all of these rants. Okay. I'm waiting for one that we can fight about. All right, let's see. People who say that the women's basketball doesn't play the game right, let me tell you one thing. Four quarters is far superior to two halves. And one reason... Among about 105. keeps the game going because you don't get to the one-on-one as quickly. More buzzer beaters. I mean, does there really need to be anything more than that? Also, I just... Aside from how the format of it, it's okay, and, and I know people will disagree with that. That with what I'm about to say, yeah, I think it is a pure form of basketball because there's you don't have guys out there who are. I think in men's basketball you have guys who can take over individually. Yeah. There's less of that in women's basketball, so what's more of the you know like you it's beautiful passing, it's a beautiful zone, like it's it is like a fundamental basketball. That, right. And not that's not everyone's style. I get it, but guys, it's not what I'm what. I don't want I say guys I mean people yeah people what I don't want you to hear me say is it's slower I don't that's not right. true no like it's you not have true. Caitlin Clark and you have Paige uh, Beckers and these these guards who man they're more entertaining to me than than a lot of the men's guards yeah. right now I, the thing that specifically annoys me is when they say that the women don't play it right because the way that the the women's game is structured is so much more like the NBA, NBA. like in the final minutes you can advance the ball with a timeout yeah. we saw that happen so much with the Texas A&M game yes. I feel like I would say you saved up their timeouts they did and they maybe did. that's also a reason you yes. stay, save up your timeout yes. so you can advance the ball at the end of the game and Seth Davis tweeted something snarky about that and he he was he was he was digging at the NBA, but I thought for a moment he was digging at women's basketball, mm. and I was like, "Whoa!" But then it clicked that it, those yeah. rules are he was actually taking it. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I don't need you to roll the ball in. <laughs> let's just advance it. Right. Like, let's right. cut the crap, save everybody a little bit of time. Um, videos of people getting their shots. I I get it. What do you mean? Oh, getting vaccine the, shots. Yeah, I don't need what to. What about see pictures? I, I don't I do not need to see the um, the needle penetrating the skin. I've not seen that and I agree with no. you I don't want to see that I've seen a lot of it I, I don't really mind the like I got my whatever right. like this is the time to celebrate no no I'm talking about like the I news get it. That, yeah. I don't need a video of that because we've all been there we've all gotten a shot yeah I feel like SNL used to have more content I feel like it's more like commercials and music now am I wrong I don't think you're wrong okay this you, just came to me when we were watching SNL I don't watch it as much as I used to either yeah but and then the last thing is unicorn toys. Oh, you better watch out. <laughs> All they are good for is poking your mom in the butthole. Is that what you do? Is that is this what you experience at your house? Yes. <laughs> Nora, do you like do you like unicorns? Yeah, you just offended my three year old. Nora, do you like to poke your mommy with the unicorns? No. She, she calls them unicorns. You're a good girl. God, you're cute. It'll get you. I know. It'll bite you. Probably smart, too. Are you smart? Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, God, she shook her head yes. I can't even. I don't have a problem 
problem with unicorn toys. I'm gonna. That's the one rant I'm gonna disagree on. Okay. Well, um, then I'm just gonna give you a rundown of the things that um, woke my child up the other night. All right, do it. I just feel like I need to air this. Okay. The air purifier that's been running in her room 24/7 for two years. It woke her up. Woke her up. Okay. Um, the smell of popcorn. Was there popcorn? Yeah. Oh, she got I you know, on that one. I know. Mm. Um, she came down the other day and she goes, "It smells like chocolate cookies." Oh. And I was like, "How do you know that?" Yeah, she smelled popcorn. She has a superpower. Yeah. The sound of the, the her sound machine being off, it okay. was on. Oh, I was going to say, because that could be legitimate, but no. Okay. No, no, it she's, was on. She's a liar. Um, and the final thing that she said that woke her up were her, were her feelings. <gasps> okay, but Rosa, that's the sweetest thing. Get your behind back in bed, this child. And if we give her melatonin, mm. she has bad dreams where the toilet is attacking her. Well... Have you taken melatonin before? No. You should try it. My dad says it gives him bad dreams. I think it's a little trippy. I have zero problem falling to sleep. See, this last year has made me an insomniac. It's not great. I'm I not, could I could put my head down and fall asleep right you here. You want to try it? <laughs> does that conclude your portion of the rant? It does. Just a few. Didn't that feel good? It does. Sometimes it you just got to get that all out. Should we end every episode with just we a need bunch like a of rant episode or a rant segment? Tick me off. I've been really trying to not swear. Let's do that. Let's let's Around end our episodes children. with like a. <laughs> it's okay. They've heard I it. feel like a lot of places, a lot of podcasts do that, like rants and raves. Yeah. Yeah, I maybe think we have to call it something else. Let's think of a sport. If you have an idea of like a sporty thing that we could call it, call our rants and raves. Yeah, slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs and let us know. It's going to be so now with the you know we have the sports we talked about tennis and gymnastics and softball, mm-hmm. um, but we're kind of entering the off season in terms of our marquee sports. So this is the time of year where it's kind of fun for us. Yes, it's going to go off the rails. <laughs> this is the time of year when we text each other like four or five days before and are like, "Hey, I have this idea. It's outlandish," and we're like, "We love Let's it. Let's do it." Yeah. yeah. So if you are prone to stop listening to podcasts during the off season, the football, the off season I would encourage you to not yeah because Elise already had a good idea I do you did. remember what it was okay, I was nope <laughs> I don't remember what it was but it was fire it was excellent it's gonna be excellent mm-hmm. oh I do remember okay all right it's gonna be good <laughs> okay well that was fun I I'm being serious um I feel like that's therapeutic every once in a while so Heck yeah thanks for letting me get that out we're bummed that the women's season's over. Yeah. It ended too soon in our books, but... It did. But you know what? I, next year's going to be fun because, um, I, you know, who knows if we'll have full capacity, but we're, but we're going to be close. I just got when you said that. And I, I, we've joked about this before, but I actually want to go, you know, go to games. I want to go see our, you know, our, you know, um if our women are playing on a road trip that's accessible I say we hop in the car and go like I want to yeah. do those things that we yes. in the past probably have said that's ah, just too much work watch and, parties yeah and go watch Bridget play yeah. we talked about that a lot yeah so yeah and um you know just a lot of the uh, the games and the uh, interaction that we've had online we're finally getting closer to being able to do that in person so that's Definitely. something we look forward to we are just as cute as you think we are cuter you, you know what Steph looks like because she posts selfies all the time game day selfies <sighs> I gotta get into that so you do you gotta get People can like, recognize me your in the wild. Your sweatshirt right now—that's a—that's worthy of a selfie. This sweatshirt is it's so a, dingy that I had to tie dye it to make it wearable. But that's why it's awesome. You—it's an Iowa State tie dye sweatshirt. I made it during quarantine. Okay, well, you should take more selfies. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Go Cyclones. Go State.